0: As we approach the last days of Pesach, let me share with you a Pesach message, and let's focus for a moment on the names of this Yom Tov. In the Torah, this Yom Tov is known as Chag HaMatzais, the holiday or the festival of our matzah, which is of course a central mitzvah of the Yom Tov, eating matzah. In the Davening, we call it Zman Senu, the time of our freedom, because of course that's when we became freed from Mitzrayim. And it's most commonly known as Pesach, or Chag HaPesach. The word Pesach means a leap. Hashem leaped over the homes of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim um, during the final plague, and the Jewish people leaped out of Mitzrayim and went on their way towards receiving of the Torah. So we have three names, Matzah, Cherus, which means freedom, and Pesach, which means the leap. Of course, there's tremendous significance to a name. And here we're talking about Pesach, the day that is considered the birth of Klal Yisrael, the day that we were born. So there has to be a deep meaning and message behind these three names. So the Rebbe explains that these three names represent three steps in any real growth and three steps in a Yid's connection to his Yiddishkeit. Matzah, Stands for humility. We know the difference between matzah and that which is chametz. that which is not matzah, is that matzah doesn't rise. Written in many sfarim, that represents the concept of humility, one who doesn't rise in an arrogant way. The first step for any meaningful growth is humility. When one is able to receive, when one is full of themselves, when one is arrogant, they can never really receive, they can never really hear, listen, change, But when one feels humble, like Matzah, that becomes the first step to listen, to receive, and therefore to ultimately grow. But it's not enough just to be a humble receiver. One has to take what they're receiving and internalize that and live with that till that becomes their entity. They identify with it. That becomes who they are. And that's the second name of Pesach, Pesach, which is Cherus, freedom. When one recognizes that that what they learned becomes their freedom, becomes their way to express themselves, again, they moved on from just being a humble receiver to someone who truly appreciates and feels free with what they've attained. But finally, it's about Pesach, taking the leap and going from one level to another. In other words, even when we learn initially, we're learning based on the way we understand, based on the way our mind works. Ultimately, though, we want to move on to a higher level the disciple the student wants to reach the level of the teacher Which is way beyond what the student could initially And that's the leap the jump out of oneself into a total different level So these are the three steps humility and then identifying and feeling free with what one has gained and then leaping out of that level into a totally different level And these are the three steps of a Yid with their Yiddish And our first step in our relationship with Hashem is Matzah, humility. Hashem says, and we listen, there's a mitzvah given. We don't question whether we do understand, whether we don't understand. There's the basic humility necessary to connect. But that's not enough. We have to feel free through the Torah and mitzvahs that we learn and perform. As the Mishnah famously says, <speaking> "In ben chayrin elamisha isik True freedom is through Torah study. And one has to strive and seek that their learning and their mitzvahs have to be their own identity so that they feel truly free through them. But ultimately, it's about Pesach. It's about connecting to Hashem, connecting to the infinite, which is way beyond anything that we could be or connect to on our own. And the ultimate of appreciation of our Yiddishkeit. Is the recognition that through it we're connected to something way beyond anything that we could be on our own. I want to share three memories that I have of a great teacher who I had the tremendous the tremendous merit of getting to know. It was in 1993 that I was sent together with nine other students by the Rebbe to be student shluchim, student emissaries, in a yeshiva in Kfar Chabad, in Israel. And there, we had the great opportunity to learn from and get to know one of the great Chabad teachers of our time, a of our time, Reb Mendel Futervas, of blessed memory, who at that time was a chassid, almost 90 years old. Books have been written about him, and I'm not going to get into that right now. Reb Mendel taught us a tremendous amount. One of the things he taught us was how to listen. And he was unhappy with us when he felt we spoke too much instead of listened. One time he called me over. He felt that I had spoken too much and he said he wanted to, he wants to tell me a Hasidic story. And the story was, in short, that there was once two rabbis in a city and one was a very you know, humble man and the other one was more pretentious, more arrogant. And one time the more arrogant Rabbi got up to speak and he starts saying a story that happened many years ago about about a a tzaddik. And the humble rabbi says to someone sitting next to him, I don't think that story is true. Which caused this whole uh, argument to erupt. How could one rabbi accuse the other rabbi of being true or not true? And they asked this rabbi, the humble one, they said, how could you know that that story is not true? So he says, simple. He says, how would he know the story? He wasn't alive when it happened. The only way he could know it is if he heard someone else say it. But he never listens, he's always speaking. So he never could have heard it from someone else. That was Rabbi Mendel's way of gently teaching us the message. If we want to ever learn, we have to learn how to be quiet. We have to learn how to be humble and not speak and listen. On the other hand, whenever it came to a Fabringian or even not Fabringian, he was always pushing us to talk, to shear, to give over a dvarter, to give over a story. So many times. He really, really pushed people to speak. One time, by one of those Faberingans, he was pushing one of us to speak. And the person says, Doesn't it say in the Gemara that if a word is worth one sela, one coin, so quiet is worth two? So being quiet is worth is more valuable than speaking. And Ramendal cleverly answered, he says yes, but when you're quiet, the whole time you're quiet is all only one coin. When you're talking, each word, I'm, I'm sorry, the entire time of being quiet is two coins. When you're talking, each word is a coin, so ultimately talking is so much more valuable. So the same teacher who strove to teach us the importance of being quiet and listening also taught us the importance of shearing. Because It wasn't a contradiction. There is step one and there's step two. There is matzah and there's chirus. There's the initial humility necessary when one is able to listen, to listen and listen and listen in a humble way. But ultimately it's about taking that information in and then making it part of oneself to the extent that you can share it and you can live with it. Chayrusin. To be freedom, to be free with what we've received after the basis of humility. But then there was number three. Whenever there came a decision that had to be made of a new initiative, something to do with the students of the yeshiva, he would call us together, our group of sluchim, the ten of us, and he would ask us our opinion and discuss with us as if we were the teachers and we were 70 years younger than him. And he had the utmost respect for us at those times when we had to discuss what to do. And he said, you're Shluchim of the Rebbe. You're not just you know 20-year-old students. You're the Rebbe's emissaries here. So I'm asking you. And then he would give us a, a job. He says, you can do this because, because you're Shluchim. And to me, that's message number three. The message of the leap out of who we are to something on a totally different level. And the recognition... That to be a chassid or to be a shliach or to be a yid, ultimately, to be a yid is to connect to something way beyond and way greater than we are. And that's the leap out of who we are to something else. And he taught us all three. The humility, the becoming part of what we learn so that we share, it becomes ours, we're free with it, and to recognize that ultimately we're able to become something on a totally different level, on a higher level than who we are on our own. And that's the three steps of Pesach. So as we come close to the end of Pesach, we have to see to it to take the message, the messages here, and take them for the entire year. Because these, each one of these three is so important and so powerful for us to bring into our day-to-day avodah in connecting to Hashem. And as we, as we begin the last days of Pesach, which are devoted to the coming of Mashiach, the ultimate, the ultimate redemption. As we know, the first days of Pesach are the celebration of the redemption that happened when we left Mitzrayim, and the last days are more devoted to the future, to the coming of Mashiach. May Hashem help us leap out of this Golos, leap out of our exile internally, and, and the, with the ultimate um, going out of Golos totally with the coming of Mashiach and the building of Esam Mikdash where we should celebrate together these last days of Pesach. Have a wonderful Shabbos and Yom Tov.